Hey, everybody. We're finally here, the extended cut for Hope Valley Church. I'm here with Pastor Megan. Hey, guys. And uh, we are creating this podcast to help us continue to process the sermons that are shared on Sunday morning, as well as we're going to use this time to capture uh, cultural things, things that are going on in our city, things that are going on in our church, things that are going on in the country, the stuff we can't get to on Sunday morning, but it's really important for our Christian development. And so uh, we're glad to have you with us today. Uh, Megan preached on Sunday. She kicked off our series on the vibrant Christian life. It's a series where we're tackling kind of the aspects of Christianity that get buried uh, when we minimize being a Christian to showing up at church on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe that there's a vibrant Christian life that's available to us and that there are three very critical components to it, that we would follow Jesus. That's number one. That we would do that with the people of God, that's number two, and that we would join together in the mission of God, that's number three. And so Megan kicked us off on Sunday with an incredible, very tactical, practical message on uh, following Jesus. And so, uh, Pastor Megan, I was hoping that you could uh, give maybe a, a two-minute recap of what you ministered on Sunday morning. Absolutely. So what I did is um, we focused primarily on how to follow God. What I what I said is there's some really great resources out there on why we should follow God, what the importance and even maybe the, even the benefits that it brings to us. Um, but because of the short time that we had on Sunday, we really just focused on how, practically, how do we follow God? What we unpacked was three specific steps that regardless of how long we've been following Jesus, they're always applicable and we never outgrow them. The three steps are we choose Jesus, we take action, and then we build rhythms. Those things that done over and over consistently will help us get our bearings in Jesus, grow in Jesus, follow him, often be obedient or be strengthened to be obedient. The, the, the benefits of repeating those three basic steps are, I, I mean, I can't even begin to unpack what they are. So what I'll say is choosing Jesus, what we said about that is that we regardless of how, when we decided to follow Jesus, we're consistently faced with having to choose him again. And often well, the reason we're having to choose him again is either offense, disappointment, or maybe even just being unsure that we want to be identified with other people who are, who are following Jesus. So we, we unpacked maybe some reasons why we would need to choose to follow Jesus again. Then the second thing about taking action, this, I mean, I don't know if we'll have time to get into the details on this today, but we talked about tons of ideas, just kind of like, um, not even all of the how-to for each thing, but but just we unpacked um, almost like the menu of these are ways that we can study the scripture, these are ways that we can meditate and pray, these are the ways we can abide in community, and these are the ways we can serve and be generous as a way of taking action. And then the last thing we talked about is um, creating rhythms that um, Ruth Haley Barton in her um, amazing book on uh, building rhythms that support a transformed life um, and really position us to be transformed. She talked about how building new rhythms helps us almost, um, instead of trying to kill old attitudes or behaviors or reactions, new rhythms help us uh, 
in a healthy way, dial up the, the, the new reactions, the new behaviors, the new, I, I would even say the, the righteous and holy actions, um, and allow old behaviors to fall, to fall off as we, um, just, we take action and we over and over that we create rhythms, daily rhythms, weekly rhythms, monthly rhythms, even annual rhythms that support transformation. So that's what we talked about on Sunday. No, that's beautiful. I actually, what I want to do is, um, actually, I wanted to interrupt you on each one, but I was like, I don't want to mess up your flow. So what I want to do is go back to each of those three things um, and and just highlight something that stuck out to me with each of those and maybe give you an opportunity to speak to that. But um, in, in following Jesus, you really did highlight and you highlighted again today that Choosing Jesus is not something that just happens once at the beginning, but it's something that needs a, it requires a re-choosing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes after um, offense or things that come up and you mm-hmm. highlighted that, but but also with disappointment, yeah. you know, um, sometimes we don't feel like God comes through the way we want him to, or we expect him to, or he can feel distant. Um, in the parable of the sower, we see that there's a, a seed uh, that grows up grows up quickly and it looks great, but then it's choked out by the deceitfulness of riches and the worries of the world. And, and so, you know, we got to choose Jesus again. Do you have any advice for somebody who maybe is hearing this and they're not sure if they are choosing Jesus? You know, you're like, you've been coming to, you're, you're coming to church, you're listening to a, a church podcast for crying out loud, but like maybe it feels stale or blech. I would say if you're not sure if you have, just do it. The the I would say if you if our heart is positioned and um, pointed towards uh, looking towards Jesus, usually we're pretty aware of that. And so if you're not sure, if you're thinking, I'm not sure if the the maybe the the direction of my heart is pointed towards Jesus. I would just take a moment and uh, in prayer, and and choose Him again, uh, even just for today. Make it so small. Make it just today, this afternoon. I'm choosing Jesus. That's I'm great. Choosing to follow Jesus right now, today. Yeah. You know, two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm choosing Jesus. <clears throat> no, that's really good. I think I know. <clears throat> excuse me. I know. I know when I'm following Jesus well because I I'm led to repent. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so like I know things are stale if I'm not having to change. It's kind of. I think it was Pastor Jim Critcher one time was like, you know, you're in this relationship with God and, you know, God's like, hey, one of us needs to change and it's not going to be me. Right. And, yeah. and so I do find that as I'm relating to him. Yeah. I'm, I'm led to change. Is there an indicator in your life that you can, that you know of, or can identify when you're walking with Jesus? Like I'm constantly having to repent to God, maybe into other people, um, for ways that my heart is drifting or bad attitudes or mindsets or, um, I think when I'm choosing Jesus, I am, um, my, the internal, uh, static of like anxiety and fear is dialed way down. Um, and there is like a calm, very calm roar of peace mm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I would just also say, just remember that we're always choosing. We're choosing to drink coffee. We're choosing to listen to a podcast. We're choosing whether we're going to wear a coat or not. And so to choose Jesus again today, um, 
puts him in a place of all the other things that were that are mattering to us um and with the amount of decisions we're making if we don't include him he will get crowded out that's really good yeah, ephesians ephesians 4 or i'm sorry ephesians 1 4 says that uh he chose us before the creation of the world mm-hmm. um to be holy and without fault in christ right so uh even the re- the only even the fact that we have the privilege of choosing him is because he first chose us. I think that's absolutely beautiful. Uh, you talked about taking action. And on Sunday, you described that as a spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, another word that I've used to describe this is a means of grace, mm-hmm. right? It's a way that we access the grace of God. But the word spiritual discipline can sometimes be intimidated. I know I read a book on spiritual disciplines um, when I was in college and it was Oh gosh, I think it was like 15 spiritual disciplines. And I just, I I felt like a total failure. I was like, there's no way I can do this. Um, Well, I think one of the, one of the the misconceptions is we look at it like a to-do list or a what we're not doing list versus a menu. Yeah, that's good. Um, And so if I think about, I'm going to follow Jesus for 80, hopefully 90 years in my life. If I look at it as a list of things that in different seasons I'm going to practice to different degrees, it starts to look like a rich feast of how I can follow Jesus, like actions to follow Jesus, not, well, I'm doing this one, but I'm not doing this one. And obviously I aspire to have rhythms in all the categories, but we're not going to practice every single discipline every single year of our life. That's great. That's wonderful. And then you talked about rhythms. I was hoping that maybe you could describe some daily, weekly, monthly, yeah. or annual rhythms yeah. uh, that would help create vibrancy. Yeah, I, I think the we, the four categories that we talked about, what I would say is you definitely should have some sort of weekly or monthly rhythm in each category. So in terms of the word, reading the word, abiding in the word, meditating, memorizing, writing the word. Ooh, memorizing. Um, That's something we yeah. should probably talk about so, more often. Yes. So we, in your daily or weekly, I mean, it could even be if you're doing, say every day you're just reading one Bible verse before work. Maybe on your day off, that's when you really get into the word and you read two or three chapters and you fill your heart up with the word. Um, In terms of uh, meditation, rest, and prayer, I I think everybody should practice a weekly Sabbath and not because we are under the law, but because Jesus mapped out, God mapped out in the Old Testament what his divine design was for work and rest. And I do believe that we we can follow Jesus, follow God and grow and stay full and and really avoid burnout when we practice um, a weekly Sabbath, which is uh, abstaining from rest intentionally to rest in Jesus. Um, I think I mean, I'm a huge fan of midweek groups, so I think being part of a weekly or um, bi-weekly midweek group at your church or at Hope Valley is a phenomenal way to stay in community. And then um, I know David and I are both huge fans of service as as, as a way to build friendships, but also follow God. And so I think even just serving like monthly on a service team at church is a way to follow God and serve your community. So those are just ideas for what rhythms could look like. Yeah, that's true. I think uh, serving on teams probably saved my life several different times. 
Yeah. Just because of the relationships that it gave me. And it got my butt to church on weeks, maybe when I didn't want to go. And I heard something that, you know, reinforced uh, the trajectory that I was on in a positive way or changed my trajectory uh, when I was off course. All right. So is there anything that you, that you learned in the process? One of the things about preaching is that we leave, we leave things on the, on the cutting room floor, right? You, mm-hmm. um, Peggy Noonan, who wrote speeches for Reagan called it, um, she, it's pretty dark, but she called it, uh, killing your darlings, mm-hmm. right? These ideas that are, that you treasure in the process of deli- like preparing for the message. Um, or, or maybe that, you know, maybe you just skipped over for time or expediency or clarity of focus in your, in your presentation on Sunday. Is there anything that, that you didn't get to that, that you would mm-hmm. like to share now? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the one thing I wanted to unpack, but we just didn't have time is, um, one of the first word studies I ever did in following Jesus was of all the people in the old Testament who walked with God. And specifically when the, when the old Testament referred to that they like Enoch walked with God. Um, and I, for me, that was one of my, the like first time my soul ever fired with the idea that I could walk with God, that if these people had, that maybe there was a way I could. And just connecting that idea to the idea that it's really, um, it is not an elusive or mystical or unknowable thing of how to follow God and walk with him. But this menu of actions and these, this menu of rhythms are ways that we, we actually today can say that we are walking with God. Um, and for me, that's really life-giving and exciting because it, it makes it, um, it's not, there, there, there isn't an elite group that was allowed to walk with God like that. Jesus, because of his gift, made it possible that if we want to, we, all of us can. That's great. And then, um, you know, we don't just minister this intellectually, but we minister everything we minister through the filter of our lives. And, you know, as you had time to wrestle with this the last several weeks, uh, the idea of following Jesus, was there anything that was personally challenging to you as you reflected on this idea and prepared to invite us to follow Jesus with you? Yeah, it's some actually something you and I have talked about a lot, but it was something I came back to that I'm always challenged by. Um, and it's that often when we are uh, abiding in rhythms that the Holy Spirit uh, and Jesus can inspire action or inspire vision for something or even like uh, call us to do something. But it's it's the idea that we can't then go do what he called us to do if we don't continue to abide. Said differently, it's that what Jesus called me to do when I was talking to him, I can't go do by myself. Um, and I think so often we are, you know, in the word or in prayer and we are inspired to go serve or give or do something, but then we end up accidentally just going and trying to do it on yeah, our that's own. Good. Yeah. Um, and it's, he, and he inspired us to do something that we can only do if we continue to abide in the way we were when he asked us to do it. Um, at the sake of dragging this on, you used the word abide. Could you describe that? And that means something very, that means something very de- deep and rich to you mm-hmm. when you talk about abiding. And I think that it might be easy to hear and go, what is she talking about? Is she just talking about like, mm-hmm. what What are you talking about? Yeah. So John 15 unpacks it uh, richly. 
the my personal definition would be um, plant myself in. Okay. So, so I'm planted. I'm either planted in podcasts or planted in Hulu or planted in, like where am I planted? Like where are my feet firmly um, holding on? Like getting their footing. I'm abiding if um, it, in my imagination I see myself living in like God's presence. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, and then uh, last question: uh, What's like? final takeaway last thing you want from for people to get from yeah uh, your message on sunday and then also the, this conversation what is what are you hoping is the portable idea that somebody would carry with them yeah the 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 main takeaway is that you can follow jesus today and that it's not elusive or secret or elite or impossible um, but that you today even with your obstacles time money energy that you can follow Jesus. And um, I think also w- within that to take away the maybe exclusivity or the shame that I can't or I'm not, but to say, no, I'm choosing Jesus today. I'm taking action today. And I'm, I'm going to work to build rhythms today. And I am following Jesus. And I think it's powerful to own that. Wonderful. Well, Hope Valley, uh, I hope this was encouraging to you. I hope it helps uh, give you a little further insight into the message that was preached. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. Now you've got some further insight into the message. Um, It's our hope that uh, our times together would inspire you to know, trust, and follow Jesus in a more uh, robust and fulfilling way. Um, And so uh, this is just hopefully uh, one step in the direction of, of inspiring you to do that. Any parting words, Megan? No. Guys, I love you, and we'll see you Sunday. I'm super excited. Pastor Andrew's going to preach on um, following God with God's people. Yeah. It's going like, to be great. It was really easy to do. The, like the... <laughs> it's going to be awesome. He got the, he got the tough assignment. He'd get us to get along. Anyway, we love you, Hope Valley. Talk to you soon.